When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord. Are you really living or are you just existing? Because there are a whole lot of people on earth who are breathing and they're paying their bills and they're enduring life, but they're not really living, not like the one who is life wants them to live. I told you that so many of these truths about why Jesus came are concentrated in the gospel according to John. In our last study, we were in John chapter 9. We turn our attention today and turn the page to John chapter number 10. Let me give you one more here from the gospel according to John. Soon we will wrap up our study, but oh, I must show you this one. It's glorious and grand. John chapter 10, Jesus says this, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. He said, the thief comes around your house and lurks around and sneaks in, and he doesn't have good intention. He, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then he says, I am come. Why did Jesus come? Uh, let's let him speak. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I want to tell you today, this is why Jesus came. Jesus came to give you abundant life. Abundant life, not just a little bit, not just enough to eke by, not just enough to exist, no, enough to enjoy, uh, not, uh, not just a dab to do you, just to get through the day, no, to, to know all of the abundance that is in God. In fact, all of life is wrapped up in Christ. Think of it this way. Christ is the one who gave you physical life. Uh, we learned that in the book of Colossians. All things were created by him and for him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So what does that mean? Christ was a part of the creative work of man, and uh, Christ is the one who gave you physical life. So thank God for that. You're alive today. You're breathing. Praise the Lord. But then he says, that's not all the life I want you to know. I want you to know more than physical life. I want you to know eternal life. And so, listen to the words. He said, I am come that they might have life. Remember the words of John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He wants you to know eternal life. There's both a future aspect to that and a present aspect to that. The future aspect to it is he wants you to live forever with him in heaven. Praise God for that. He said in this same book, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. That's exciting, isn't it? But eternal life doesn't start when you die. Eternal life starts the moment you come to know Jesus as your Savior. So there's not only a future aspect to it, there is a present tense aspect to it. It's not just heaven, it's here. In fact, notice the wording in John 10.10. He said, I am. That's a present tense, I am. So eternal life starts the moment you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. In fact, that's what eternal life is. Eternal life is knowing Christ. Listen to the words of John 17, verse 3. I think it's the best definition. It's a Bible definition of what eternal life is. John 17, 3 says, And this is life eternal, 
that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Let me tell you what eternal life is. Eternal life is simply the life of the eternal one living inside of us. And physical death can't destroy eternal life. Praise God for that. So you receive eternal life as your present possession the moment, the instant, you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Your first life, your physical life, that was yours by birth. But your second life, your eternal life, is yours only through the new birth. You must be born again. And Christ is the one who offers that life. So Christ gives physical life. Christ gives eternal life. But then, please don't miss it, because this is really the emphasis of the verse. Christ gives abundant life. In Jesus, there's not just life. There's life more abundant. Listen to the verse again. I am come that they might have life and. Don't miss God's and. The the conjunction is a revelation. And that they might have it more abundantly. See, the God of the Bible is the God of more and more, not the God of less and less. And I'm so sad to say this, but I meet so many Christians who are living subpar Christian lives, substandard Christian living, so far below what God has for them. They're like the the prodigal and the father. At the father's house, there's bread enough and to spare, and they're perishing with hunger. Let me just ask you a question. Are you living in the abundance today? Are you living in the more? Are you living, or maybe I should say, is the life of Christ living in you like it's supposed to? Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, we're not commanded to live for Jesus. We are told that Jesus lives in us and that he wants to live through us. I think there's a lot of people trying in their own flesh and energy and effort to live for Jesus, and that's why they're so frustrated. They're trying to do it in their own power, and they're perfectly miserable in it. And finally, they believe the lies of the devil that this must not be for you. You're not spiritual enough to have this abundant life. So they just settle in and they say, well, at least I'm going to heaven someday. Friend, don't you settle for less than God's best. God has much more for you. There is abundant joy, abundant power, abundant resources in Christ when you yield to him. That's the message of John chapter 10 and verse number 10. And Jesus said, look, that's not what the thief comes to do. Let me tell you who the devil is. He's a thief. He's a thief and a robber. Jesus called him a murderer from the beginning. What does the thief come to do? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. What's the devil come to do? To steal every joy, to put to death every good thing, to destroy all that God wants to do in your life. He is a destroyer. Christ is the exact opposite. He doesn't come to steal. He comes to give. He doesn't come to kill. He comes to make alive He doesn't come to destroy. He comes to build up. Why? Because that's who Christ is. And please don't miss this. We've been talking now for days about why Christ came. And it's a reference, of course, to the first coming of Christ when he came to earth. And we know he came. This is why he came. But may I say, this is why he comes to live in us. See, Christ not only came to this earth for 33 and a half years, but he made a way through his spirit, that when we receive him as our Savior, he comes to live inside of us now. 
Somebody said, oh, I wish Jesus was still here on earth. He is, my friend. He lives within every one of his believers. Christ in you, Paul wrote, the hope of glory. So if you need joy today, if you need divine resources, if you need hope, if you need strength, whatever it is you need, I want you to know that abundance is found in Christ and that Christ lives inside of you. Stop living like a pauper when you have Jesus. If you have Christ, you have more than enough. You have all of God's riches in Christ, all of heaven's resources at your disposal. Have faith in God today. Believe today that Christ is enough. You are not sufficient, but Christ is sufficient. This is his great message. This is his great mission. He came to give abundant life, and it's yours today. As surely as eternal life can be your present possession, abundant life can be your present experience if you will simply keep your eyes and heart fixed on Jesus Christ. This, I'm glad to report to you, is why Jesus came. If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know Him today. Call on Him now in faith and ask Him to be your Savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at enjoyingthejourney.org. Remember that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus. Thank you.